Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jeff Grammer, and this is episode 12 now of the Talking Grammar Podcast. I appreciate you tuning in, however you're doing so. If it's through our iTunes account, you can subscribe there. If it's through SoundCloud, or if it's through the abqjournal.com website. However you got here, I don't care. I'm just glad you're here listening to what is, like I said, now episode 12 of what has primarily been a Lobo Basketball podcast, and that's because I'm the beat writer for the journal who covers the UNM men's basketball team, college basketball, and whatever else they throw my way. Um, a lot of that lately has been um, the the news side of things in col- the college basketball world. Today, I do have a conversation with Anthony Mathis and Dane Kuyper. Those are the two seniors on the Lobo basketball team this year, starting classes on Monday when I'm posting, the day I'm posting this podcast. So they are starting their Last first day of school. This will be their last last year of school. Both are on pace to graduate, and both are on pace to be pretty integral parts of this year's Lobo basketball team. Obviously, there's a lot of new transfers coming in, um, going to play key roles, but uh, Anthony and Dane are the guests on today's podcast. Uh, a little later this week, I am going to vary things up a, a little bit. Um, talk to, I'm going to try and talk with James Yotis, the prep guru at the Albuquerque Journal, get a little brief little preview of the upcoming high school football season in, in New Mexico. For those that are tuning in just for college basketball, just for Lobo basketball, they may that may not be your cup of tea, but um, every now and then I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball, and hopefully uh, hopefully you guys give that a listen, and that'll be a little later this week. I also already have recorded a interview with Lobo basketball assistant Jerome Robinson that I'm going to be putting up on a podcast probably within a week, and uh, it's good, man. Uh, Jerome's a... Uh, an interesting guy, and and I hadn't talked to him this much uh, all all last season ever. You know, I'd never talked to Jerome that much. So he's from Canada, uh, great basketball player, played on the Canadian national team. Talks a little bit about his time uh, um, rooming with Steve Nash, and and just what what's got him here so far to this point in his career. And uh, that that's going to be a good one. That'll probably be within the next week or so. For now, though, uh, today's episode is a good conversation I had with Anthony Mathis and Dane Kuyper, the two guys who have both been here for three years at UNM and on the basketball team when Craig they were part of Craig Neal's first recruiting class. In fact, Dane Kuyper was the first commitment um, given to, to Craig Neal after Craig became the head coach of UNM of the UNM program. Now, obviously, Craig got plenty of commitments when he was an assistant, but the first commitment to Craig Neal as head coach was Dane Kuyper, and Dane is now starting his senior year here. Um, big part of the Lobo community, his family, obviously, a lot of people know, and Anthony's a guy that didn't play nearly as much as Dane his first two seasons here. Uh, a lot of people wanted to see him play more because he was the winner of, of two years in a row. He was the winner of the three-point contest. That's that's something fancy at the Lobo Howl, and, and they wonder why this guy's not on the court more, and and uh, Anthony was wondering himself too. So last year he he finally got on the court plenty, and he and Dane both um, did some pretty big things last year. While the two of them both averaged pretty much identical minutes, they both averaged right at twenty two and a half minutes a game. Um, you know, I think Anthony really had that breakout season, especially later in the season when for all 18 games in Mountain West Conference play, he scored in double figures. And I think a lot of people may not realize this about last year. Maybe they do. Um, he was the leading scorer for the Lobos during conference play. He wasn't for overall for the season, but during conference play, he was the leading scorer. And he's obviously a great shooter. That's what people thought about him when he wasn't playing. 
turned out to be true when he did play. He's still a great shooter, but still has a lot of development to go, and, and he knows that. He, he needs to get stronger. Um, he needs to work on the ball handling, all that kind of stuff, and that is stuff he has been working on. And he looks forward to a senior year where he gets to gets one more chance to sort of cement his legacy as a Lobo. As far as Dane goes, Dane's a guy who did play a little bit more his sophomore and uh, his freshman and sophomore seasons. Last year, he actually had a horrible slump in, in the month of January, a horrible shooting slump. But Dane is still very much a shooter. He, he hopes his legacy as a Lobo, and he mentions it during this podcast, is one as... One of being a shooter, and uh, he he hopes to get back there this year. And really, these two guys want to leave a legacy of of being a part of this foundation that's going on right now. They they sort of thought they were going to be a part of carrying over the foundation from that Steve Alford year and that first year of Craig Neal when um, they were going to the NCAA tournament. They thought they were going to be guys that would help carry over a legacy in. In fact, it's kind of switched up a little bit, and now they want to be the guys that start a new legacy and start a new foundation of, of success at Lobo Basketball. And that's, uh, that's what they talked to me about today. It's, um, they, they sat down. Anthony kind of had the sniffles a little bit, a little bit of a cold. He was actually shivering uh, when we recorded this over at the Rudy Davalos practice facility. We were sitting in a room that did have an air conditioner, but he was, he was cold. Uh, Chelsea, the SID for UNM, actually went and got him a a sweatshirt while we were recording this. So um, anyway, I do appreciate under duress, Anthony Mathis joining uh, Dane Kuyper and I and the three of us sat down last week and here we go. Here's our conversation with, for episode 12 of the Talking Grammar podcast, here's our conversation with Anthony Mathis, Dane Kuyper, and myself. Senior year, you guys are the two, you guys are the two that have been here the longest. You guys are the two that, um, uh, I think fans know the best here, so I, I'm curious as as the two seniors on this year's team, for either one of you. Let's just, I just want to start off like, what are your expectations of yourselves as seniors on this on this team for this program? Um, I'll let Dan start off. All right, uh, I think expectation wise for myself is just uh, kind of fall into that leader role. I've always been um, kind of a lead by example type of guy, and so I'd like to project my voice and um, really get the uh, not respect from other players, but just since I've never been that type of leader before, just try to really grasp that role as well as uh, Anthony. What a, in that regard, though, how hard is it to become a vocal leader when you haven't necessarily been a vocal leader in the past? Uh, I feel like it really just comes down to just doing it. Yeah. You know, just actually like leading with your voice, because if you can lead with your actions, then your voice is much easier to hear. Yeah. What about you? What's your expectation yeah. as a senior? Um, my expectation is just, just to, um, I don't know, get the team in the right direction. We have a lot of great pieces, and um, we have a lot of talent, so just fulfilling those potentials that we really can be a great team and just having everybody with a positive attitude every single day. Um, I feel like I'm more of a vocal leader, so... Um, yeah, you've done the vocal just, part already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's just There's a lot I want to do this, this last year, but I'm really just going to focus on um, being the best we can as a team and uh, just doing whatever I can. What is it like playing with Dane? Um, it's awesome. He does a lot. He's very versatile. Um, shoots, gets to the rim, dunks on people, plays great defense. Um, he's one of the easiest teammates I've ever had to play with because he just does his own thing, you know, uh, puts in a lot of work. And um, come game time, he's always ready to play. When did you, when did you guys meet? Um, we played each other, I don't want to say sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. 
Um, you guys played each other in sixth grade. Yeah. yeah when I was uh, traveling with my Alaska team, and he was in, where well, you were in Oregon. Yeah. But we were yeah. in Seattle, right? Yeah. yeah. So we played each other. But I, who won? He was uh, the same size. They blew us out. <laughs> he, he hasn't. Oh, uh, I do. We shoot three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're already like, what, what are you now? Six four? Six, six three. three. I was. Just, I was probably like six one. No, yeah, he was. He was bigger than me. He's though. like a six one sixth grader. Yeah. 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 And did he talk as much trash then as he does now? Uh, no, but he not. held up the three point sign like yeah. he does in games now. <laughs> the same yeah. one. For those that don't know, you do talk a little trash in practice, though. Who, who talks the most trash? Is it wait, 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 what do you mean? Between us two? No, no, no yeah, between you two, I think it's probably you. Yeah, yeah. Dane doesn't talk ever. Dane doesn't talk ever. On this team, though, you talk, you probably, uh, you're right up there, right? I don't really, I don't, do I talk trash? All right. You talk trash to Joe. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm remembering. You had to to Joe, though. Yeah. So, I mean, is that is that true, though? Is that a little bit of what that was, was to get Joe going? Like, I don't know. He just, Joe got under my skin for some reason. I don't know why, like. It wasn't because he was like. You two went back and forth with it though. Like he yeah. gave it back. It's just because like he kind of would. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Really, you guys were just, roommates. You were always around yeah, each other. We were together yeah. a lot. Yeah. We spent a lot of time together. So it's probably like whenever he said something, it just irritated me even more. So. <laughs> you guys, you guys were like the roommates that like you didn't hide it. You guys would. Yeah. You guys would bring your fights onto the court and practice. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about that though. I mean, Joe Firstinger is off playing pro basketball now. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? It's awesome, man. Like. It these the things he's been through these last four years are tough. Yeah. So I mean, just to see him really do his thing last year and get an opportunity to play professional basketball, which everybody wants to do, um, it was super sweet. Like I'm I'm super mm-hmm. happy for him, obviously. And it, because you knew him as well as anybody, though, did was that something he is that something two three years ago you thought was was going to happen for him? No, I honestly I didn't. Um, I mean, he obviously had potential. It was yeah. just getting out there and showing him what yeah, he was. He just needed that chance. Yeah, he yeah. just needed that chance. Mm-hmm. And for him to get it the last year, was it's amazing. It just all came together. How much of watching then a guy like Joe in his senior year finally see everything click? He had he had that one last year, and things just clicked so well for him. How much of that, now you guys got to have that a little bit as juniors, but th- this is your last run now. Mm-hmm. How much of maybe what Joe went through last year do you guys think, like, all right, this is my chance to, to, to have that last click or last you know switch go off? I think I think it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, like Joe, like didn't play the first couple years he was here, you know, and we we played quite a bit. Yeah. Um, after our freshman year, so I think just us having that confidence of playing a little more, and then now it's our senior year, it's just gonna. I think it's gonna take off, and it's gonna be a really fun time. Yeah, um, senior year is one of the most memorable for sure. Yeah. Uh, you want to go out with a bang, and uh, just playing in front of these fans for the last year is gonna be it's gonna be super amazing. Well, I was talking to Jerome a little bit um, before talking to you guys, uh, to, to Jerome Robinson, um, the assistant coach here, and he was, I was asking him about the two of you being the seniors that have been here now for four years, and when you're a fan of a program, you kind of always get caught up with recruiting and like the shiny new thing is what everyone gets excited about, and everyone knows there are some transfers coming in that they're, they're pretty good, and, and I'll ask you guys about them a little bit in a little bit. Um, is there almost something though about like as the seniors that have been here going on your fourth year that you guys want to remind everybody like don't forget about us either it's not just these new guys coming in it's not just these transfers is there is there anything that goes on in your through your mind about like along those lines? Um, not necessarily to be honest when, when we get out there I don't really care who gets the who gets the limelight as as long as we're winning I, I couldn't yeah. really care less who who everybody's looking at I just want to be on a great team um, go to the NCAA tournament make it far. 
Uh, uh, just end, just end with a, a memorable season. So whoever everybody's looking at, I'm happy for them. It really doesn't matter to me. All right, that's that's the that's the good answer to have. Jerome had a little different one. He says sometimes he wants people to for, or to remember like you two shouldn't be forgotten about either. Don't mm-hmm. just talk about all these transfers coming in that that the two of you are going to have something to say about about uh, what happens this year too. Um, let me ask you about these transfers though. You guys got he's got a few of them that are that are going to play big roles. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how good are Vance Jackson and Jaquan Lyle who who were with the team all last year and. Um, are now going to be parts of it. I really like them. They're both great scorers, um, both pretty good at passing, and I think they fit into how we play really well. Vance is a is a big that's kind of trying to play the guard position, yeah. so I think that'll help him. And uh, he's big, so he can be at the top of the press. Jaquan's a great passer. You know, he's phenomenal in transition, which is half of our game now. So yeah. I'm really excited for those guys. And then the new guys we got, Keith and uh, Kareem and Corey. Um, they're all great players, and we love playing open gym, so I just can't wait to get out on the court. Yeah, what about you? What did you they're, guys? they're amazing. I mean, obviously, they're big-time transfers, and we're lucky to have them. Um, they're great scorers, Vance as well as Jaquan, um, Kareem, Keith, all super athletic players. Uh, they fit perfectly. But um, it's just it's just going to be amazing to see us come together. Yeah. Um, and Jaquan, with his passing abilities, he's going to make some, everybody so much better. Uh, I, before you got here, I really didn't realize how good of a passer he was. Yeah. And uh, obviously, he can take game over really quick. And uh, playing with someone like him, he has so much focus on him, and he just he makes the right play. Um, he's not selfish at all. He just he makes the correct play every single time. So it's it's going to be a lot easier on all of us having him here. Um, mentioned some of the other new guys that are here. Um, Kareem, what was it like when uh, he was singing the national anthem after the World Cup? How, how good of a singer is he? He didn't he didn't stop. Having yeah. French music playing on his yeah. phone for about a week, yeah. just running around. He was so excited. <laughs> yeah. Is he a good singer? I, I wasn't there for that, to be honest. I don't oh, you were gone? Him. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Uh, no. All right. He's not the best. No. But it's okay. <laughs> is there anyone on your team that is any good at singing? Nah. Anthony tries. He's lying. He's not, he's you not sing a lot, though, don't you? That's he false. tries. That's false. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, th- what did you guys do this summer? I mean, you, you were gone a little bit. You guys got yeah. to get a break, and it's important to get a break. Ooh, I mean, what yeah. did you guys do? Um, I went to Mexico for three days, and then I went back to Portland. Um, I just went with some family. Uh, so we just hung out there, did absolutely nothing, just woke up, went to the beach, um, just hung out. It was super refreshing. Um, then I went back home and spent time with some family and uh, just came back. And what's and, and going into your senior year, non-basketball-wise, how close are you, you close to graduating? You, are you yeah, gonna... yeah. i got 18 credit hours left. Okay. In what? Um, wait, what am I majoring? Yeah, yeah, what are you uh, majoring? Liberal arts, probably, okay. with a focus in criminology and psych. But right now, you're on pace, you're going to have a degree when you get out of here. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Dean? What did you do this summer? Uh, we finished our six-week period, and then I went to Arizona with my family for a week, yeah. and we just relaxed. I did, um, I did like, one training session every day with a little bit of shooting, and then just went fishing whenever I could at yeah. Lake Pleasant and Lake Bartlett. So I got to kind of do what I love to do, which is fishing, you know, uh, and then I got to relax and play basketball, and now I'm back here, and so just give the knees a little rest, and then I'm Well, it's one thing to, to like, love fishing, and it's another thing to be good at it. Are you oh, any good at it? Come on. 
I got two fish tattoos. I'm great at fishing. <laughs> Is, uh, you have any idea if he's nah, any good? No, I want to. The I guy puts to. tattoos on his arms and tells everyone he's really good at it. Is I mean, he really he, any good? I would assume so. <laughs> he's got the good. tattoos, right? He's yeah, got to be good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, how, how often do you get back to Alaska? Oh, I've been back twice since I moved okay. in um, 2013. Still obviously a big part of... Oh. Of the whole family, though. I mean, I, I yeah. hear stories about the the salmon and mm-hmm. and uh, it's your uncle's up there, right? My uncle, yeah, he's the pickleball yeah, champion the pickleball. of Alaska. Your uncle yeah. is the pickleball champion of Alaska. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, fifty. I don't know. He's like fifty-nine, sixty. Right? You ever played him? Yeah, I've played him. Mean, he beats me. So. Yeah. You even know what pickleball is? No idea. It's fun. You're gonna have to teach the team what pickleball is. I should. That I could should. Be, Sure All right, so going into the senior year, non-basketball-wise, how close are you to getting a degree, and what are, what are you studying? Um, I am 15 and 15 away. Okay. Uh, so, what is that, five classes in each semester, yeah. and I'm doing um, communications and psychology. Okay. Yeah. So you guys, are, you guys are both doing exactly what, you know, ideally you're supposed to do. You guys are going to be getting out of here with a degree, playing basketball all, all, all along the way. Um, has this been the journey that you guys thought it would when, when you first committed? I mean, I can't imagine it's been entirely what you expected. Uh, not necessarily, to be honest. Uh, if it, the first two years was tough for me. Uh, it was probably, I would just, it was a lot different for me, and me and Dane had different paths, so I mean, mm-hmm. um, but it, I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Um, I learned a lot about myself and the kind of person I am the first two years, and just uh, just not not exactly having it how I thought it was going to be. Just yeah. coming in, kind of sitting back, watching, uh, learning from other players and things like that. And, um, it just gave me the opportunity to when I really got my chance to take advantage of it. All so, that other stuff make what's going yeah. on now a little bit better, probably. Yeah, for sure, for uh-huh. sure. Like um, just last year, being able to finally like really get that chance to play, it made it so much sweeter, and uh, just enjoying it. All right, I'll ask you now about. Um, if you want to throw that on, I was saying you could flip that off real quick or something. Um, if uh, watching him this past year kind of come into his own the way he did, what was it like after watching for two years him not really get that opportunity and then you know I'll go through the same stuff with you, but watching what Anthony did last year, how how was that for a guy that's been here from the start? With it, it was amazing, honestly. I I knew he could do that all along just from playing um, pickup with him. Because every pickup, you couldn't even leave him open. He'd make it. He just needed that chance yeah. to get on the court and actually play and not take one shot and, get, and come out, you know. So it was just, it was awesome to see him excel. And especially the way we play just compliments Anthony. And it was just, it was awesome to see. And What did you see in him, if anything, change, like, personality-wise as that was happening? I mean, did he, did he change at all? I don't mean, like, from, like, an arrogant or cocky sense, but was there kind of an opening up in, in terms of the confidence and stuff? I think... Or was that always there? It it was always there. It just didn't have a chance to come out. Yeah. Because even, like, like you kind of get down when you don't play, like, your first couple years, like, like you think you should or, mm-hmm. you know, just the what the coaches think you should be playing. But I definitely knew he had it all along. Yeah. And he's going to continue to excel, and I think he's going to be have a great career after college is over and whatever he decides to do. And what about you, the, the four years... Now going into your fourth year, I guess. I mean, can't imagine it's it's exactly what you expected, but uh, you know, what would you? How would you describe the the journey? I guess you've been on here with Lobo basketball. Uh, I've I've had a good I've had a good time. You yeah. know, the first couple of years I wasn't playing as much, and uh, it was a little stressful at times. Yeah. But 
it was a good experience going through a coaching change and uh, going through the ups and downs of that. And then uh, getting a new coach was a great experience as well. And I don't know, I've just had a, I've had a really good time just experiencing these new things and like hardships and ups and downs. So I've had a, I've had a good time with it. How important is it for the two of you to, to take this program and, and in your last year get it to a certain goal? I don't know if you have a specific goal, number of wins, a championship or anything, if it's something specific or maybe more general, but how important is it for you guys to leave this, this season and, and leave your, your mark on the, getting the program to a next step? Oh, it means a lot. Um, I just want to get it back to where it used to be. Um, yeah. Everybody look at us level basketball as the top tier um, yeah. team of the conference and we just want to get it back there. Well, when you guys were committing, it was it was you around know, that yeah. time when it was the top ten. Um, I committed. They were in the tournament. Was that the? So I get. What, what year were you guys committing? Uh, I committed 2014. Yeah, 14. Yeah. Okay. So the year before that was well the Harvard year. 20, yeah. Um, yeah. 2013 was the last championship, right? Yeah. yeah. No, 2014 they yeah, won. 14. With oh, Coach yeah, Neal, yeah. Noodles 14. Noodles first year. Yeah. Um, they won with Alex Kendall yeah. and and Cam on that mm -hmm. team, and yeah. Tony had just left. Yeah. Um. But that, but that was the era you guys were making your decision to become Lobos was yeah. was back to back really good programs. Yeah. Um, so to get you're talking about trying to get it back to that level is that something you think can happen? Oh yeah, no question, no question. We um, no, obviously it's it's not it's not um, like everybody knows. Last year we didn't have as much talent as we do yeah. this year, so we did we did a lot with what we had last year. And if we can just come together like we did last year with this amount of talent, I mean. The sky's the limit with this team. Um, we can mm -hmm. go as far as we want to, really. Yeah. You guys have the pieces to make a run, huh? Exactly. If you don't, then I mean, it sounds like it's. I mean, obviously anything can happen. Injuries, stuff yeah. like that. We're you know knocking on wood that those things don't happen. But it sounds like the pieces are in place that there's something. If it doesn't happen, it it's kind of up to you guys at this point. It's on you guys. It's because you guys aren't maybe meshing the way you need to. I mean, mm -hmm. but you guys have the pieces to, yeah, yeah, to do. Sure. Um, last year you didn't have the pieces, and yet you guys were about seven minutes away from being in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, we'll build up to that. Um, you guys are at the beginning of the year three and eight. Mm -hmm. What's going through the two guys that came back, um, decided to come back, two juniors? What's going through your guys' mind when you guys are three and eight? Man, it was, it was a dark time. It was tough. Huh? Um, I didn't have any regrets coming back because I, I love it here. I, I love Coach Weir. I had no doubt in what he was doing. It was just a matter of are we going to be able to come back and um, just stay mentally locked in and just not want to cash in the season and just for the seniors Antono and Joe we just wanted to come back for them because <clears throat> I know it meant a lot for them um, just just to be in their last year and really trying to really focus and just somehow dig our yeah, way out of the groove. I think it was just we finding that groove. Yeah. Like we were just kind of out of a groove and we weren't really in sync and then something just clicked yeah. you know. I just think it was we we kind of had our personal agendas like everybody wanted to score everybody wanted to you know show what they could do yeah. but then once we just put everything aside and we're just like all right we're gonna do it for each other and uh whoever scores scores but um we just want to win and when we figured that out it was it was it was great from there on no panic nobody ever hit the panic button at yeah. three and eight yeah and it was it was nice that coach weir never did either yeah, yeah. You know? usually when you get three and eights it, it Someone can, around the program is hitting the panic button. And go. nobody here did? No, I don't, I don't. I really don't think so. Like, when we were at that stage, it was like we have one or two choices. We can either just cash it in and say whatever, yeah. it's whatever, yeah. or we can turn it around and make it a great year.
then you guys start clicking a little bit. Um, was there a point when you realized, all right, now it's rolling. Now this is working. Do you guys remember there being maybe a specific moment when you felt that? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what moment Jerome said in a minute, but I'll ask you guys first. Um, was there a moment that you guys thought, okay, this, this is, this is something different now. This is good. I can, I'm not sure, probably. And it might have been cumulative. Maybe it wasn't one specific moment. Maybe it just kind of built that way. I, for me, I think it was when we started winning with like seven guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. That, that was when like, well, we're winning with seven. We can. Yeah. Yeah, because the like, story around you guys at the beginning of the year was like, man, they, they keep playing these 10, 11 guys at a yeah. time. Like, it, mm-hmm. they're playing too many people, then injury here, or, or players yeah. suspended, or I whatever. I feel like it was when we, we beat UNLV, and then we beat San Diego State, both yeah. at home. Um, and it was, I mean, not even necessarily we were winning, but like just like Dave said, we were playing with six, seven guys against yeah. Wyoming. Um, and it was it was super tough, but we, we just fought. And in the locker mm-hmm. room, it was just... After the games, we really realized, like, all right, this is who we got, and uh, we're going to rock with them. So, yeah. that's was there a specific did. kind of time for you, or is kind of cumulative? You no, said it was six it or was, seven. Yeah, it was cumulative over that, that stretch of wins we yeah. had. When I mean, was was part of that because you guys sort of realized, like, all right, it, it doesn't matter what any one person or on this team is mm-hmm. doing. Like, we're doing it with seven. There there are people that are hurt or can't play, and, and like, we're still rolling along, like, yeah, it did take something like that sometimes, Pre- and pressing. not about the people who weren't there. I'm just saying, like overall, the the mindset kind of you start to realize pressing every every possession with seven guys. <laughs> you, you need to rely on your other teammates. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna get tired. You're gonna yeah. get beat. You need that guy there, and it just it all taught us a lesson, like how to really come together and you know get things done when we're like down. You know, yeah. in quotations with my hands. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just like a we were three and eight. We had nothing to lose. We had seven, eight players, so it was either you just play hard or you don't want to play at all. And mm-hmm. all the, everybody in the locker room started playing hard. We figured it out, shared the ball, uh, and then we just on from there. We, we had some big wins on the road against UNLV. Yeah. And, um, the UNLV went on the road, and, and you obviously hit the big, what yeah. was it, the four-point play? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, it, was just, it was just a huge win for everybody. Yeah. We were just – because they were a great team. They had – they were huge. They were I remember that locker room afterwards and, and yeah. going and talking with you guys after the game. Um, that was the first time I heard the locker room quite like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially on the road, anyway. Yeah. Um, so that was our first road win, I think. Yeah, it was. That was the first road turquoise. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you guys would wear the turquoise on the road. And, and they started wearing it every yeah. away yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah. Coach Weir didn't wear a tie. Yeah. All these little things that you like. And then for the next five games in a row, you guys tried all the same mm-hmm. to get the same thing going. Um, so talking to Jerome, he said uh, the moment it started to click for for him was the Wyoming win here. And, yeah. And Justin James kind of went off on you guys a little bit, but you guys won anyway. Mm-hmm. That was the first win that was the team that maybe you guys shouldn't have beat. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, like, okay, it was a team that was either injured or struggling or something like that, but... Um, he he thought it was then. That was a little bit earlier. I think that was before the UNLV road win, even. Mm-hmm. And um, but once it started clicking, whenever it was for you guys, how fun was that ride there towards through February and into the tournament? And when you guys were just kind of surprising people, it was awesome. I mean, was amazing. <laughs> both our first two years, we lost first round of Mountain West Championship yeah. tournament, and then last year we get to the championship. So it was just a whole different, a whole different vibe. Um, yeah. It just didn't matter how you're playing. Obviously, I wasn't playing 
nearly as good as I could have, but I, I literally could care less about myself. Yeah. Um, it was just so fun, like, being on that ride. Um, just playing the championship six minutes away from being in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And it was just it was just amazing. <laughs> that ride towards the, towards the tournament and then into the tournament, I mean, how fun was that? Was it fun or was it pressure? I had a... I feel like you can't, like... Pressure is hard to gauge when you play fast because yeah. you're just everywhere. Yeah. It's not like you're like you're sitting at half court waiting. Yeah. You know you're Pressure attacking. You're attacking. So it's just you're not thinking. You're just playing. You know, and I think it just made it a little easier. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's move to the tournament. Which I guess now that you guys have had some time to look back on the tournament, was the Mountain West tournament? You look back on that as a, a fond memory, or because of the way it ended, a painful one. Like what's what's the what's the memory of the Mountain West tournament? I I think of it as like well it's obviously good and bad because you want to win but just yeah. from being knocked out the first two years in the first round that's a horrible feeling so just getting taking that next step and mm-hmm. then like hopefully this year taking that other step I just you know I had a, I had a great time yeah. but I I don't like losing so yeah. losing that last game definitely sucked but I had a good time up until that point. Yeah, it was it was tough. Um, I enjoyed it, obviously, but uh, it could have went a lot better. Ooh. But um, I'll take what we got. But I'm not satisfied with it in any way. Yeah. But it was just showing how we could really do like a lot with what we had, and every single guy in that locker room and on that team just laid it on the line for that for those three games we played. But um, we just came up a little short for whatever reason. Have you guys watched the San Diego State game? Yeah, I've watched it like five times. Yeah? yeah. You watch it? So you two are like gluttons for punishment. You guys actually watch it. Some some yeah. people may not want to watch it. No, I mean, I, I and tried. At some point, I guess you put it away. No, no, I tried like, the NCAA tournament, I didn't watch any games until, yeah. until Nevada started doing their thing. Yeah. I, I literally just was like, I don't feel like watching any games. Yeah. And then I was just watching Nevada because it was awesome what they were doing, obviously. Yeah. And so I just turned on a couple games. Do you watch basketball after the season? I I didn't start watching till the end, like he said. I, yeah. I usually don't watch a lot of basketball, personally. Okay. Um, I didn't grow up watching a lot of basketball. so. But I definitely, like, even though Nevada's a tough competition in our conference, you always want to see you know your fellow Mountain West Conference do good yeah. in that situation. So I was proud of what they did. But wish it would have been us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess moving forward, how much do you guys use what happened in and how close you were? Um, how often do you bring it up in the locker room or in practices? Or is it something that just isn't really spoken about, about how close things got last year? Uh, it's going to be brought up a lot, honestly. Yeah. yeah ton. I mean, I never want to feel that feeling again just because it was so, like, just terrifying and heartbroken and everything. Just, I just never want to feel it again, obviously. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice having this new team because only four of us what really experienced that yeah. last year. So the yeah. whole new team, you know, yeah. they get to have a kind of fresh start with it. So, yeah. and I'm sure the four guys over yeah. there don't want to feel it either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. So. All right. So what's what can you tell people maybe listening to this that that are just dying to to learn more and more about this team? What can you tell them about some of these new guys, either either the transfers or the, or the brand new guys? Um, what do they bring that this team maybe didn't have last year? Size, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot size. more size on this team, right? Size and, so, and shooting. Yeah, I'd size say. and shooting. For so and rebounding shooting. should not be a problem. I mean, no, no year, more running after. Yeah. Before last games. year, offensive rebounds is kind of a key 
keep having for us. We were one of the worst rebounding teams in the country. What was what was the run? How many sprints and what was the force for the uh, offensive rebounds you guys it was just did it every game? One like, one ten second down and back per offensive rebound. Yeah. The yeah. next day. So you guys don't have to do as many of those this year as the plan. I hope not. I hope, the hope, not. Obviously. I hope yeah. not. We did what, fifteen? Yeah. One day? Yeah. Even through the tournament. Yeah, the Mount West tournament, we woke up. Shoot around. Little, we were still, I mean, a little was, tired from that. Yeah, it was. It wasn't <laughs> like anything serious, but we were still like getting them done. Yeah. yeah. We what were, does it say about a coach, though? That no, the mindset is like, I don't care what hard, game is hard today. Nose, you know. Yeah. Uh, like you guys didn't even get to get a pass Mm-mm. in the tournament. No, it was it was it was good for us. I mean, it really showed that we were disciplined. I think um, down the stretch, obviously sticking with what we we had been doing has been working. So yeah. we're just gonna stick with it to the tournament. Um, as far as these new players, um, there's some things you can't experience till those first few games in the pit and the yeah. crowd. Mm-hmm. And obviously the transfers that were here got to be a part of that a little bit. But um, for the guys that haven't really experienced that, what do you tell them? Or do you not? Um, it's kind of one of those things, like it doesn't matter how much you say it. Like I remember when I first got here as a yeah. freshman, they were like, oh, when you walk down the pit, it's going to be like, you're going to get shivers down your spine and like, I was like, all right, yeah, okay. You're like, getting you're getting like right now. Nah, it's just about playing in the pit. But no, like it's just it's something completely different. Somebody telling you, and then you actually going down the pit with everybody there. Yeah, it's just two different things. You can't really. So it's not it. even worth trying to warn them or tell them anything about no. it. Just yeah, you just gotta do it one time. Yeah. Even even for the preseason Eastern New Mexico games, yeah. it's yeah. crazy, you know. Yeah. So how much fun is this team? Together. I mean, when you guys get together, are you guys having a good time, or is it oh, competitive? Yeah. I mean, it could be a combination. I know, obviously. Yeah. But what what would you say is the the vibe of this team? Is it one that jokes a lot? Is it a business, all about business kind of team? Um, a little bit of everything, honestly. We can be serious. We can joke. We get competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, get on each other's skin. I mean, I don't know. Just a lot of things. Like we have a lot of different personalities on this team, which is good. So it's just. A lot of it's a mix, honestly. Mm-hmm. When you guys and, and I know the two, you do a lot of stuff on your own outside of practice. But like, when you guys are working with the coaches um, or, or shooting after a practice or just on your own, what what assistant coach kind of like helps you guys the most? Is, is there is there one? I, I know the assistant coaches all kind of help different players mm-hmm. at the time, but like, what assistant coaches have, have kind of really helped you guys over the past year? Harry and Jerome for sure. Yeah, Harry and Jerome. Yeah. Been with he's my guy. It's just like he, yeah, our relationship's a little different. He's yeah. just yeah, he's he's kind of like a, I'd say he's more like an uncle. Like <laughs> I just, we just come around, uncle. joke around, <laughs> each other, like mess around, give each other a hard time. But Jerome and Harry, I feel like they really like, I we can say anything to each other. Yeah. Like they can get on me, they can yell at me, they can cuss at me. But then yeah. also we can just mm-hmm. sit back and chill and talk about like how do I get better? How do I get to the next level? Like okay. what I need to work on my game. So. What about you? What what, are, what are coaches have really uh, stood out in the last year for you? I've done a lot of work with uh, Brandon Mason. Yeah, definitely. Crazy the, the six a.m. the six a.m. workouts. Mm-hmm. Those are always fun. He know? loves he loves putting he loves those on getting, Snapchat. He loves too. getting up early, yeah. you know. So I think we really uh, connected last year through doing that. But right. um, all these season coaches, you can go to any of them, talk about anything, get a workout anytime. So. So you're a six a.m. guy. You're okay with that? I'm I'm okay with that. I'm an early riser. Early to bed, so. Got to be when you're a fisherman, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to be. What is 6 a.m. like for you? Not, not so much. <laughs> not a big, not a big fan, but I can do it. Not mm-hmm. a big fan. Um, I'll get it done. This past year, you guys did try a lot of new things, um, th- from 
the books in the locker room and just some sort of those kind of motivational things, the yoga, all that stuff, but also the deflection. That's one thing I want to ask you about. Did you think it was ever going to lead to what it was? Like did, when he first told you guys that this is how we're going to pick a starting lineup, did uh, you think it was going to stick? I just, I just, I, I didn't think it was. Yeah. But I'm really happy that it, that it stuck like that. Yeah. You know, because I feel like you did, you earn it. You yeah. Know? You really earn and it. And you know, you, you know what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everybody knows what they got to do, right? Exactly. Um, as we wrap this up, um, I do want to ask you a little bit about what you hope your fans remember you as, what you hope your individual legacy is when you leave this place. You guys have one season left to kind of put that final imprint on on what Dane Kuyper's Lobo was, what Anthony Mathis's Lobo was. When you get out of here so you don't have any regrets, what do you have to do this year to, to leave the legacy you guys want to leave? I definitely want to lead, lead a legacy of just a, a good role model. Yeah. Someone to look up to, and then obviously a, a great shooter. You know, yeah. I want to be a Lobo great shooter, just like Tone does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just someone that people can look at and know he's like he's a really like good guy. Yeah. You know, you can count on him for anything. You know, he'll always be there. So that's that's my thing. Um, I would like to just be known as someone that never gave up. Um, and just never really really got down. I mean, yeah, I got down, but like. It was never a point where I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, yeah. this is it. I'm just going to cash it in. Uh, I just stuck with it, and I really trusted the process. I feel like that's a big saying nowadays. Everybody says tr- they trusted the process. Yeah. But, like, I truly feel like I did stick with it here and gave it my best effort. And um, obviously I want to be known as a, well, a pretty good shooter. And, um, <laughs> I'm going to keep on working on that. Yeah. But, like, just off off the stuff court, I mean off the court stuff, just, like, being a good person. Um that's a big thing around here, just being like a great person that people can talk to, and you have a smile on your face, and you just you represent the program well. Are you guys having fun with this going into your senior year, or is it? Yeah. Is it? All right, so this is a this is a good time. It's not a pressure. It's not a no, anxious. No. It's no. it's you're having fun with this right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be done with school, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. A lot of seniors can say that, but yeah. like as players, there's there's like an added. Yeah. Added element, but you guys are having fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ready, awesome. I'm ready to get the second part of my life started. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for this. Thank you and, so much. Uh, I know the Lobo fans obviously are excited you. to you. get this season started. You guys ready to get the season started, though? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's still a ways away, but. I know, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm right. ready. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, there you go. There's my conversation that I had with Lobo basketball seniors, Anthony Mathis and Dane Kuyper, the two players are not only the only two seniors on the team, they've been here since the start. They aren't transfers like pretty much everybody else on the team. I know there's a couple freshmen coming in and a couple freshmen that were on the team last year, but for the most part, this is a roster made up of transfers at this point under Paul Weir going into his second year. So there it was. There was my conversation with Anthony and Dane and what they want out of their senior seasons, what they want their legacy to be, and I appreciate both of them taking the time uh, late last week when we recorded this before their senior season start, their senior school years too. They're both on pace to get a degree this year. So that's that's the important part of all this and uh, good for them for, for doing that. And I appreciate them taking the time to be a part of Talking Grammar episode 12. Let me know what you think. As always, you can uh, rate us. You can leave a comment, do a review on iTunes. You can leave a comment on our Albuquerque Journal website post that has this. Or you can email me. You can let me know on Twitter how you feel. Whatever you want. On Twitter, it's at Jeff Grammer. That's Jeff with a G. And Grammer is G-R-A-M-M-E-R. 
So let me know what you think on social media. Let me know what you think in email, ggrammar at abqjournal.com. And keep following along every day online in the Albuquerque Journal, abqjournal.com slash sports. Thanks again for listening to the Talking Grammar podcast. Look forward to uh, having you back on the next episodes. Till next time. Thanks, guys.